Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we are talking about relationship simplicity. Hey y'all, what's up? Today I am recording this episode from our brand new house. Ah! <laughs> it's been so fun. Oh my gosh. I said, I feel like I'm kind of playing make pretend a little bit, like when you're a kid. Um, like pretending like you're the mom and playing house. I feel like I'm playing house a little bit, um, just putting everything together and um, getting to live in our first house together. That's super fun. Um, so it's very, very empty right now. Um, still waiting on movers to bring stuff. So if I sound extra echoey today, or maybe the acoustics sound really good because of the empty house, who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my little life update for y'all. And it's been lots of fun, but then there's also been the negative half of it too, of dealing with logistics and kind of the stress of all of it and having families coming to, into town and trying to be prepared for that and trying to get the house organized. And it's fun and stressful and um, just like the rest of life, right? We got the, the positive half and the negative half of it. and. I was feeling some overwhelm this morning just with all the things I have to get done. Um, and I was thinking about how I am overcomplicating some things, how I could simplify it a little bit, which then got me thinking naturally, of course, about relationship anxiety and the overcomplication we do there and where we have some opportunity to simplify. So I want to talk to you guys today about relationship simplicity, but first, we got our listener shout out, um, and I want to say thank you all for leaving such nice reviews. Um, it's so hard to choose one um, to read, but this one is from Mer58, and they wrote, this is a great podcast to reframe and find reality in a world where movies, TV shows, books, and our own families are the things that set up our expectations for relationships. I think everyone could benefit from this podcast, relationship anxiety or not, because it helps us to form healthier belief systems of ourselves, our partners, and our outside relationships. Love, love that. Thank you so much. I 100% agree. I think this mindset work, um, the work I do with my clients, what we talk about here, it, it totally helps with our relationship with our partners, obviously, but also ourselves and Yes, the way we think about our relationship with our partner, those kind of thought patterns often carry over into other relationships. I've seen that in myself. I've seen that in clients. Uh, some of the fears and kind of anxiety we, and overanalyzing we do here is totally seen in other relationships. It's just a little overamplified in this relationship because it's so important and big to us. Um, so again, thank you guys for all the reviews. Um, so, to talk to y'all today about relationship simplicity. So, relationship anxiety, a lot of times, centered around trying to make a decision. Trying to make a decision about, um, you know, whether we want to move in together, get engaged, continue in a relationship with this person, um, have a kid. That there, There's a big life decision that our brain is very centered around. I need to figure out if this is the right person or not um, in order to move forward, 
in order to have certainty that I can take this next step and that everything's gonna turn out okay. And it sounds like really nice and lovely on the surface, um, but it's actually very, very controlling for us, us trying to really control the future, things that we don't know, we, things we can't control. Um, and we put all of the future and how it's gonna turn out all in this one moment, which I think is so interesting because life isn't one decision. Life is series of decisions that we make throughout our life. Um, and that the kind of life we create isn't gonna be based on one decision, but on the series of little decisions that we make, not just the person that we marry, but you know, how we decide to interact with them every day, um, you know, what, how we choose to communicate, like um, little tiny habits that we make. Like it's like little small decisions every day that build our life together. Um, but instead of looking at that and all the work that goes into creating our lives is our brain just likes to sum it down to this one decision, yes or no, all or nothing, this is gonna make us happy or not happy. And then our brain goes to work trying to solve for that equation. Um, and often what that looks like is we're trying to solve for the equation of the right relationship. And it's this very undefined equation that we are constantly looking for different variables with and trying to like, it's like a math problem, like this very advanced calculus problem where we are trying to figure out like, okay, we don't even, like we're trying to solve the the formula, right? It's all these different numbers going in there and that's hard. But even beyond that, it's like we're trying to figure out what is the equation we're even using and the equation is constantly changing based on who we talk to and things we see and stuff we read. And, um, you know, it might be like, he needs to be tall, plus he needs to listen this much, um, plus the amount he talks times like 0.4% plus kindness and respect times two, minus having any doubts squared by everyone's opinion over the intensity of your feelings, plus the timing being right. Like, and then we're always changing out, like how much of these different things do we need? Am I feeling enough? Like, do we need to add more love in here or more passion? Or maybe we need to take out some of the arguing. Like we're, we're constantly like adding in all these variables and overanalyzing what exactly needs to be happening in order to know like this equals like the person that I'm choosing to spend the rest of my life with. And we wonder why we feel so confused and we don't feel certain and we have no clarity because we're trying to solve for an overly complicated equation where we're not even sure what all of our variables are. We're not even sure if we've done the math right. Like even when we think we've solved for the equation and decided, yeah, this is the guy, our brain introduces, we find another factor we need to consider. So it just continuously becomes this bigger and more complicated and very scary math equation. But the thing is, just because this is what your brain is doing does not mean 
This is the only way to make a decision. It doesn't mean that it needs to be so complicated. Like, think about when you watch a chick flick. We love watching chick flicks, or maybe, maybe y'all do. <laughs> I do, and you know, many of the people that I know that enjoy them love just like the happy, excited feeling of like, oh, they're falling in love, this is so fun, and getting to see the relationship come together. Now, what do you think, like, if you have a favorite chick flick or movie that you love to watch, um, like, how it would be different if instead of, like, watching the movie and being like, oh, they're so cute, um, can't wait to see them end up together, or, like, I wonder how this is going to play out, is instead if your brain was questioning it the whole time and being like, I mean, yeah, it was sweet that he did that thing, but... Maybe he should be cuter. Maybe she should be going for the best friend. Maybe they should have casted this other guy in the movie and maybe the storyline should be going differently. Like, how do we know this is the right guy? Yeah, like, this is cute and all, but, I mean, her dad doesn't really approve of him and, like, he has this thing going on and, you know, they seem to not communicate about this and, um, yeah, I don't know if they're right for each other and they should think about this more and, if, right? If we were thinking that, like, watching a chick flick would be not fun. And I think we can all say there's chick flicks we watch where we can look at it and be like, mm, there's things in that relationship that aren't great. Like, I always watch The Notebook, and I'm like, they're screaming at each other, like, the whole time. <laughs> I mean, parts of it are cute, but still. Um, but the point of this being, we enjoy watching those movies because we allow our brain to relax. And we just allow ourselves to kind of take in this love story and enjoy it and experiencing it without trying to figure it out. We're not trying to direct the movie. We're not questioning the guy or her. We're just experiencing the movie. And that is very much like what relationship simplicity is, is it's allowing for the experience of your relationship and allowing yourself to really look at what truly matters to you. It's doing simple math rather than advanced crazy calculus that is driving you up the wall. I had a moment when my husband and I were engaged, you know, in the midst of really experiencing relationship anxiety. Um, you know, where I was constantly trying to solve for this complicated equation and trying to figure it out exactly. And I had a moment of talking to a friend who is married and just realizing, wait, maybe this isn't this super complex thing. Maybe this is as simple as I'm choosing a best friend to grow with. And that could be it. Like there doesn't have to be like, he's more attractive than this guy and this guy and, and he never says an awkward joke and he's this level of coolness and our conversations always go smoothly and we never argue and um, we see exactly eye to eye on all the things 
like that my brain was taking into account that it could be just as simple as this is my best friend that I'm choosing to spend my life with. And my, it was kind of like this moment where your mind just kind of shifts and opens up to seeing something in a different light. And it's hard to keep yourself there when your brain's been used to trying to solve calculus and you've been used to being confused. And then you just have a moment of, hmm, maybe it's just like two plus two. Maybe it's just that straightforward. And maybe that's why this feels so much harder for me than for other people making this kind of decision. It's because other people are doing their math like two plus two. Like so many of us are, you know, we compare to other relationships and I think we feel some reassurance knowing, okay, other people experience this anxiety, um, you know, hearing this podcast, having a community of people that deal with relationship anxiety gives a little bit of relief, but yet there's a tendency to still compare to other people and their relationships and how did they know so easily and it seems so simple for them and therefore that must mean that something's wrong with my relationship. But it's kind of a little bit like someone who is taking calculus and they're looking at someone in sixth grade math and being like, that seems a lot simpler. Why the heck am I having a hard time? Why is this so confusing? Like, this must mean something about me. This must mean something about my intelligence, clearly, because I'm having a hard time. Like, this person must be smarter because they're doing math so easily in their sixth grade class. And it's like, no, it has absolutely nothing to do with your intelligence level. It has nothing to do with their intelligence level. It has everything to do with the level of complication of the problem solving you're doing. And that is exactly the distinction between what you are experiencing versus someone else who might have a little bit more calm and confidence in deciding to get married. Because that person is doing, they're doing sixth grade math. They're saying, okay, like this times this equals this. They are looking at it so straightforward and you are taking in all of these different variables and making it this very complicated equation in order to arrive to the same conclusion. Which you don't have to be taking calculus if you don't want it. In fact, I never have. <laughs> Literally, I've taken the relationship anxiety version of it. Um, but it is optional. And I want to remind you here of not to beat yourself up for like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Like, it's just your overanalytical brain. Like your brain is really good at, you know, wanting to make sure that you make a good decision. Like you probably are very high achieving. Like there are a lot of these overanalytical traits have gotten you far in life, but recognizing where this is a little bit on overdrive here and where maybe it's having us take a step back. So a beautiful example of doing more simple relationship math, like having relationship simplicity, is my dad. My dad is a very straightforward and logical person. Um, and I remember when I was in eighth grade, 
asking my dad, like, so how did you know that you wanted to marry mom? Like, how did you decide that? As many of us ask in the throes of relationship anxiety, trying to figure out how did you solve for this equation so I can know how to solve for mine. Um, but this was something I asked when I was really young. Um, and I remember it's like stuck with me as he said, like, well, you know, like I was attracted to her and she's a good person, but like there were, there were like three reasons. Like it just came down to, you know, I knew that she was loyal. She thought that I was funny and she was a kind person. Like it was that simple. And of course, with the attraction piece, he said, yeah, there was like that baseline of, I love that they compared it to attractions, kind of like this first step of like, oh yeah, they're cute. And but then as you're like climbing up the ladder of the relationship, that first step of attraction is kind of like way at the bottom and isn't like this major building block for your relationship. It's just a factor that becomes less important over time. Um, but really that he had three reasons for making that decision. And that just always really stuck with me. Um, and then when it came time for us, when Dallin wanted to ask for my hand in marriage, um, as well as when my brother-in-law asked for my sister's hand, um, both times when they were talking to my dad, that was the question he asked them before giving them permission, was asking, like, what are the three reasons, like, the three top reasons you want to marry her? Um, and so Dallin was like, well, you know, I, I love that Mikkel is real. She's, she's very genuine and authentic. Like, I just feel like she, she is who she is. And I love that about her. Um, I love spending time with her. And the third reason was like, she makes me a better person. And my husband, I think is a great example of also kind of being able to do relationship simplicity just making a decision based on like these are kind of like my most important factors and they're what matter to me and not over complicating it so i i just love that perspective of it could be as simple as one two three reasons that matter the most to me and i think it's interesting to ask yourself is if i was looking for my top three reasons, what would they be? Like, what are the three most important things to me? And do I have those there? And notice how your brain might start really wanting to overanalyze here and try to figure out, well, do I feel enough love? And, and is he cool enough? And, you know, does everyone approve of him? And all the other factors that we start to put into this. But the truth is like you have stayed in this relationship for a reason. Like with all of these doubts and questions going on, you're still choosing to be here. And very likely it's because there are some of these top three reasons, these true most important desires to you in a relationship that you know matter more than anything else. They're overriding all of these tiny, superficial, shallow things that your brain is trying so hard to factor into the equation. And just because those are variables doesn't mean we have to take them into account. 
it doesn't mean it needs to be a part of our equation. We could simplify. Deciding who you're going to marry is not no one size fits all. There is no right answer or way to prove it. There's no way to look back and know, yes, 100%, I made the right decision. You get to decide what the formula looks like for you. And the question is, does this overcomplicated formula work for you? Is this creating more of what you want in your life? Or is it actually holding you back from love? And if that is the case, then we might want to consider pulling out some of the variables. We might want to consider simplifying your equation. Maybe we could just do sixth grade math in our relationship. Maybe it could just be a simple two plus two thing. And that might get us the relationship that we're actually really wanting. And we might have a lot more peace getting there to that decision rather than the overanalyzing to get there. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. I hope today's episode was helpful and we will talk next week. Bye.